Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, hey, Matt. So, uh, you know, we're, t- we're going to be playing through some cozy game music this week. Yeah, that's right. And I thought we should in advance... We don't normally do this, but I thought we should like just go over our picks just to make sure we don't have any duplicates. Right. It's such it's like a narrow genre. Yeah, so I it's think kind of a yeah, right. So uh, I, I I I don't know. I feel like we might have some overlap. Why don't Why don't I Why don't I just go first? Can I just This is my first pick. Okay. All right. I I, I send it to you. You just want to play that for us. Okay. So yeah, I thought this was like just like a natural, obvious. No, so it's cozy like game so you you're, you're you're for sure picking this. Yeah, one hundred percent. This okay. is like a lock for me. Uh, okay, I did. I did also. Um, I also picked this um, as one of my songs. Okay, uh, but I could pivot, and uh, actually, I have this a, a different one that I don't know if maybe you have this one too. So maybe we'll just clear it with you. Okay, sure. Uh, before before we start. Um, Yeah, I think this one does overlap with me. No, okay, yeah, yeah, no, it's the same. It's like this. I actually think, yeah, now hearing, I think this is the exact same track. Well, you know, since we both picked it and we both can't really like decide like who gets to have it, let's just scrap it completely. And why don't you see one one of your other songs? Well, well, why why don't we? Because you know, Heather's Heather's not here, but she did send some picks in. Oh, so we should, should. Why don't we play one of hers and see if she's. Uh, if she's maybe going in a different direction. Okay, here's uh, Heather's first one. Yeah. Okay. okay no, this we yeah. all kind of picked the same all one. The same sort. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, we're. It's all like a good song. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I'm sort of at an impasse to what to do because I we do need to play songs on the show today. Um, I did wait. Did I, did you send get to see that email I sent earlier? Because I sent a, I said email that just the headline oh, sh- the, the subject was just alts. No, and I, I just sent you like okay. a few different options in case Shoot. mine got picked. I I saw that and yeah, I, sorry I didn't I, open it. Yeah, I, I meant to give you a heads up on that. No, uh, here let me just try this one. Real okay. Quick. I I didn't realize uh, that was the same. Oh track. no, it's like and it's you didn't like. Yeah, I guess you didn't realize maybe you copied the same link or something, or no? That was my that was my backup pick. I guess oh, I just okay. realized that was also my primary pick. Oh God. Um. Well, I'm just gonna get ahead of this right yeah. now. Um, I don't think you're gonna like my next pick very much. Okay. The 
problem, Matt, is I like this too much. No, I see, picked it myself. It's, it's such really a problem. Good. Yeah. Uh, man. Oh, wait. Uh, Heather, Heather just texted. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, hey, sorry I couldn't make it, but um, I actually have a, a, a track for y- uh, y'all to play. I meant to send this earlier. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll forward this over. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God. Um, let, let's, let's, let's table this for now. Yeah. Cause I guess. we gotta, we gotta, t- we'll, we'll get in the, the meat of the episode. We'll figure this out on the fly. I, I do want to though, um, I, on a, on a different topic, uh, we did actually get, uh, one of our listeners sent in a remix of our theme song, which I thought was really cool. I that's, that's yeah. awesome. What? A fan did this. A fan did this. And I thought like in the question block or maybe at some point in the episode, we'd just be like, Hey, you know, but someone remixed the theme song. We thought this was a lot of fun. It was a nice little tribute to the okay. show. So. Uh, but yeah, do, I don't know if you want to listen to it first. I'm gonna play it just so we know uh, what it sounds like. Okay, great. Know, just in case it's like bad. And yeah, like, if it's bad, I don't want to embarrass anyone. We don't yeah. want to crap all over what anyone's doing. But. So we kind of want to get ahead of it if it's right. bad, because yeah. like then we'll we but can sort of really figure nice. out what the. It's nice. No, even if it's bad, it's nice. Yeah, it's just like we we want to maybe like sort of rehearse how we'll react to it when we get to that part in the show. And I just want to make sure before you play this, this is not the same track that we've been listening to. This link is blue. Okay, great. It's a completely new Got piece of music, I think, and um, I, I think we're just going to hear it right now. Okay, great. Uh, and it's, this is so. Uh, this is the cue that uh, it's a remix of the theme song. Very exciting. Fuck. Fucking hell, man. The problem is, it's really good. It's really, really good. We bundle up with mugs of cocoa and study to lo-fi beats as we pick and play our favorite cozy video game music this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Wow, that feels... that, that you put a, put a little stank on it. Good Hello, everyone. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't normally do this. If we have it. new listeners, there's normally a third host here, uh, but Heather could not make it today. Yes. So we're doing this, I was going to say solo, but it's the two of us. I think of it as solo. We're doing it solo. I think for Heather's one pad- podcaster, <laughs> the two of us make up one. <laughs> Halves of the whole. Yeah. Uh, the two of us are each a quarter. Yeah. Uh, that, that math about works out. <laughs> so yeah, Heather's not here today, but we're going to power through this. And I did want to bring something up because this is something that people have, have asked about, um, which is our back catalog mm-hmm. is currently not accessible 
We are working on that, and we are going to have a solution for that in the next month or so. Yeah. Uh, so right. just like that's a, we're conscious of it. We're not trying to, you know, uh, uh, seal that off. We want that to be available for people. We want people to be able to listen to those episodes, obviously. Uh, it's just a whole contractual framework we have to work out. But we're, we're going to – we have a solution in the works. Yes, it's uh, – uh, balls are in motion, as they say, and uh, – hmm. hmm. The chess pieces are on the board where they belong. The pawns are positioned <laughs> and ready to go into motion. A rook awaits. <laughs> the future conversation we have on Get Animated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's all going to be happening soon, and uh, we'll and we'll tell you we'll tell you exactly when it's happening. Yeah, uh, once we have uh, a timeline for that, but it is it's in the works. Uh, so fret not. Uh, so that that's in the works. Also in the works, this month's We Play You Play is Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. That is going to come out on Monday, October 30th. So we're going to do a full episode dedicated to the new DLC uh, for the now three-year-old but much updated game we are all playing. The game is fixed, isn't it? That's from the ad. It's really good. Oi, the game is fixed, love. You should do more impressions. <laughs> hey, it's me, Idris Elba. And Boy. What would it sound like if Idris Elba had a conversation with Jason Statham? Hello, it's me, Jason Statham. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to call you the new Rich Little, but that's like a too old of a reference for even me. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you understand. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Who, who is the, who is the, the, the guy now? Hmm. The, uh, probably some TikToker. It's probably some TikToker. It's the uh, guy who does real Peter Griffin. That's the guy. <laughs> he just has the one impression, but it's really good. That reminds me of the time I met Idris Elba. <laughs> I, I'd see a movie with those two. Yeah, one hundred percent. Put it, make it. Oh wait, I did. That yeah, came out. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you know the what? The problem is the, that movie came out and it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, That's I, the issue. I would see a different one. <laughs> well, they're brothers or something. A twins reboot. Maybe just Shaw. Which one? Which one's the one that's not the Rock? He's, he's Shaw. He's yeah. Shaw. Yeah. Hobbs is is the Rock. Maybe we need a Shaw spinoff. You know what? He's my favorite former murderer turned friend. <laughs> uh, well, Matt, before we get into the meat of today's episode, and we have kind of a fun sort of like, I think in, during the spookiest of months, we have perhaps a, a soothing podcast theme. But before we get into that, yeah. the question I have to ask you, and in turn, I have to ask myself looking in the mirror, is what are you playing? Wow. Hey, Nick. Oh my God! Is it Joel from The Last of Us? Yeah, it's, uh, I was walking the hallways here in uh, at Sirius XM Studio, and uh, I found one of them coins from The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, wait, right. no, it's cards. It's cards. Coins they're, or no, they're, co they're, they're coins. They're also too. coins. No, but I found cards. Yeah, you would. You would not be interested in the character who's collecting the coins. Uh, well, I would be in a in a sort of in a cosmic sense. I'm interested. Mm, got it. Yeah, uh, but I found these cards and. Uh, there's these cards that Ellie likes based on the comic books that she That's likes. That's right, yes, yeah. Yeah, also, did you find them? Hey, it's one of them comic books, yeah. Well, you found the pic the comic books, but I mean, the cards. Maybe out of the picture by then. Out of the picture? Hey, listen. Be being being as spoiler light as I can be. Oh, what do you think I was doing on that day instead? Playing golf? Oh, my God. <laughs> Grim thing for you to reference. Oh, what? I can't have a little fun? I guess you can, you're can. you the one person who can kind of take ownership of it and make light of it. I'm Joel dead and loving it. 
Dracula from the Mel Brooks movie? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Different side of you than I expected. Yeah, I'm a little more fun. Yeah, that is fun. Uh, hey, no else is fun. Idris Elba and Jason Statham were here earlier. I do an impression of them. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, it's me, Jason Statham. That's not bad. <laughs> That's better than I expected from you. <laughs> I do Peter Griffin, too. I do all sorts of crazy characters. You just guys just never let me. Yeah. I do the, the Resident Evil merchant. Is your favorite... It, uh, like it just of of the Family Guy characters because I'm trying to think of the timeline and I guess the apocalypse would have hit shortly after Family Guy's debut so you got like the first couple seasons but you didn't get the reboot at all. I, I, I yeah I'm not lucky enough to have seen the new episodes of of Family Guy. I only have uh, the, the 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 three seasons and uh, Stewie the untold the. <laughs> Let's do the untold story. Right, the, the directory, DVD, released, DVD yeah, and yeah. that sort of did put it on the map. There's a raunchy co- DVD commentary as uh, where Seth MacFarlane portrays both Stewie and Brian having a tête-à-tête. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I own that DVD. Yeah, but so I wish it uh, was less DVD commentary and more crooning. Mm. I love, uh, I love the songs of Seth MacFarlane. It's a he's it's what he's known for as much as uh, being kind of an yeah. animation kingpin these days. I sound the way I started. Right? Yeah. I, is everything's dip? tracking for me. <laughs> Weird thing for a person to say. No, it's uh, it's uh Do I sound the way I started? Yeah, yeah, I think okay, I think so. I, I you know, I did hear a, an old Doughboys recently and it's interesting what happens to the voice as is as we age, as we all hurtle towards our, our mortalities. Yeah, uh, your voice becomes noticeably deeper over yeah. just a few years, and then also I think you become more conscious of your cadence and your manner of speaking and perhaps become a little bit more particular about it as mm-hmm. you speak into a microphone more and more. Uh, I know that Matt had to leave the room for just a second, yeah. but can I say something about him that he knows? Sure. He's loud all the time. <laughs> On mic, off mic, this guy can't stop talking so loud. Talking about Matt? Yeah. I guess he is a pretty loud guy. He's so loud. I, I guess him a shush. I'm also loud, so I'm less aware of mm-hmm. it. I'll tell you something, too. I met somebody the other day that was so loud that even Matt was like, Jesus. But anyway, I just wanted to ask you, what are you playing? Uh, and thanks, I gotta go. Thanks for asking, Joel. Uh, good luck finding all of those uh, comic cards, trading cards with comic characters. I love memorabilia, and I'm always on the hunt to give it to Ellie. See ya. Bye. Take care, buddy. I, I gotta go to the 19th hole, if you know what I mean. See you on the links, my man. (laughs) Everyone knows working out is full of positives, sleeping better, looking better, and just feeling better. But as you get stronger, sticking to the same old routine can lead to a plateau in results. Keep your momentum going and your progress positive with FitBod. The app creates personal workouts based on your goals, abilities, and gym setup while helping you track and visualize your progress along the way. FitBod creates custom workouts based on your goals, experience, available equipment, and more. Build your fitness habit and stay consistent. FitBod's powerful technology understands your strength training ability, studies your past workouts, and adapts to your available gym equipment. The app intelligently varies your intensity and volume and tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout plan. Also, the app keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up your workouts with new exercises, rep schemes, supersets, and circuits. Look, the FitBot app? It's great! It knows exactly what I can do, what I'm capable of, what I have in my home, and it helps me work out. It makes it fun and easy, and you know, that's not always the case when you're working out. 
Sometimes you have a lot of those, I don't feel like it moments. But with FitBod, I feel like it. It's never been easier to get the results you've always wanted. Check out FitBod. Get 25% off your subscription at FitBod.me slash played. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash played. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Uh, well, what are you playing? So, and Matt, you may be on the same page here. Yes, when I've been back. playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077 2.0, yeah, did you pass Joel in the hallway? That was exciting. I missed him completely. Oh my god. I have, he's, but you know what? He's avoiding me. Too loud, probably. <laughs> Too, yeah. Well, that's what he likes to say. You're huh? going to attract a clicker. Oh, that's, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. He might be triggered yeah, by you, loud noises. You got to be quiet. I mean, you don't have to be quite, you know, like a, a, a quiet place. Yeah, you don't have to be quiet place level quiet, but you got to be pretty quiet. What is this? What is <laughs> the, the fucking... What is the weakness? <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but that whiteboard is a little sweaty. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Yeah. It's pretty, it's all right. I'm, I'm glad there isn't an equivalent. I'm glad there isn't a, a whiteboard sketching of a clicker and what is the weakness <laughs> in The Last of Us, because it would probably take me out of it. But uh, yes. Cyberpunk 2077 2.0, I am continuing to play. I've put you know a bunch more hours, about 10 more hours in it since the last time we recorded. Matt, are you still playing this? Uh, I am still playing it, and I am right now in, I'm at the beginning of... The We Play, You Play section, the Phantom Liberty section. Okay, so I still have not dipped into the Phantom Liberty chunk. I've been a little bit somewhat consciously avoiding it, even though I have the quest to go over there. I will say it is so fun. I mean, it's just a blast. It's great, great. Look, the walking around, I said this last week, the walking around, the driving around, and the combat were all a little bit overwhelming. All that stuff is much improved. And since that's so much of the gameplay, uh, it just feels like a much more cohesive package. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And and I I will say that the uh, from the combat side of things cuz I'm doing like this katana build also with some stealth elements uh and I do kind of have moments where I'm like is this worth the trouble? Because when I just switch to like a random like precision rifle, even though I haven't specced for those skills at all, I just find it so much easier to play this game as a cover shooter and just pick off enemies from a distance. Yeah, I uh, previously mentioned that I was interested in building uh, or exploring a hacker build, Mm -hmm. like a quick hack build, and that does require you to uh, have like a stealth build also. And I'm not 
particularly interested in this game as a stealth game. I think there are the stealth sections where you do have to do it are pretty fun. Yeah. But I the, the unfortunately the gun combat in this game is so fun and good. It's fun like, and it's also I feel like just I don't know, maybe maybe this is that may I just have to learn how to play the katana side better. But I feel like it's balanced so much more towards yeah, gun, gunplay. I think so know? too. Um and we are talking off off pod about this uh in 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 the group chat where uh you know everyone's talking about you know the game is fixed isn't it and um right. there are still plenty of bugs the game the game has crashed twice for me and i did take some screenshots that i forgot to put in the uh, the group chat so yeah. this is a, this is a nick exclusive right now this car's just floating there <laughs> it's half a car floating in midair yeah it's kind of crazy and then this other guy just right on the other side of this car if you could believe it it's just sort of like keeled over on the the, the yeah. fire hydrant. Yeah, I, I mean, this is look. It's I I wanted to front load it with positivity because I am I think this is great. I think it's a really but like if this had been a retail release, I think people would still be pointing out these bugs yes. and you know the the issues with the physics engine, um and uh and some of the visual glitches. But still, it like feels like complete. But there, but. I've, for something that has been characterized so much as like this is like kind of the definitive edition of the game, I yeah. am kind of surprised by how rough around the edges it is. Let, let me let me let me heap on a little bit more praise before I get to some of my own bugs because I have a few of them. Uh, but the 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 one the thing I do want to say is like from a storytelling standpoint, the plotting is so good both yeah. for like the overall story and for the individual, uh, you know the 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 kind of. Kind of the the game spanning missions. There's a few of a different uh, different ones that go in different branches that all kind of uh, you know, converge in the end game. Um, and uh, those are all really well, well realized. The characterization of a lot of the NPCs is really great. There's some awesome narrative design in the side missions. I mean, just small ones like I, I and you know, some of the stuff was in the base game, but just revisiting, it's like, uh, like you're reminded of how sharp it is. Like, there's one where you tail a, a the bartender's wife, um, and yes. then. She's like he's like she's cheating on me because my baby our baby looks completely different than than you know than than I do and then when you get to the resolution it's like oh wow there's like a completely you know they 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 thought through uh they there there is a very cyberpunky sort of rationale for what's going on here uh and it's 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 both appropriately bleak but like a nice extrapolation of of what possibilities you know could await in a in the sci-fi reality same thing. There's like a cute little side quest in it, and it's like super contained. But I love mm. it because it's like it's just a vending machine. And hey, I love a sentient vending machine. There's just a vending machine with a personality, and he, oh, uh, the yes. whole quest is he just wants you to move a dumpster that's blocking his view. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of cool to talk to this this little vending machine and yeah. help him out. Um, so I I I love shit like that. Uh, and uh, and there's another thing that the, this game does repeatedly, which it, it it does this trick where it throws away the introduction of a major character is kind of like a side thing, and it's so effective. Like when you first introduce, like you first meet Judy or Panam or Takamura, these are all like major characters that are a huge part of the story. Yeah. But the first time you meet them, they're just kind of like you know, like one of even maybe maybe exiting a conversation with another NPC that the the, the scene is going to focus on. Or they're just kind of hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and they they seem like a side character. The way that the way that uh, trick is used is that it makes the world feel so expansive and mm-hmm. so so rich and real. So all that shit is great. But yes, I have I have encountered some bugs. Have you encountered any other bugs, or do you have any anything else? Other any other positives you've encountered? Not like too many bugs. Um, like just those like visual ones that I, I you know 
could really care less about. Like, that's not like breaking the game for me. It's like anytime yeah. I see something like that, I'm like, oh, this is like kind of it's like funny. Like it's it's not it shouldn't be in there, but it, it makes me laugh when I see it. Uh, but and it's only crashed my game twice, which it shouldn't happen at all. Are you playing on PS5? I'm playing on PS5. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I know that the PS5 version does have some uh uh some bugs that are that like sort of break the game kind of um uh there's like a quest that if you do something where it like makes all the NPCs and vehicles disappear somehow like uh not ideal not yeah you kind of need you need those especially to 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 continue but uh I think you just reload it and sort of fix it but um I right now I I well, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about Cyberpunk cuz I just like can't get enough of it right and uh, there's like things you don't want to miss, like type videos, you know. And there's like there are romance options in this game that I didn't uh, characters I never even met the first time around. Interesting. Never met River. Oh yeah. Oh man, I had a whole thing with River. I had I didn't meet River. And I never met Carrie. Uh, River I, not romanceable if you're a guy. So just be careful. Yeah, I'm don't. playing playing a female V. Yeah. Uh, but and then Carrie is I definitely uh made a uh was going to make a pass on the male cop as a male V. <laughs> <laughs> Realized that could be a lethal mistake. Well, uh, in my last playthrough, you know what? ACAB dog. <laughs> uh, but um, the yeah, so I, I've been doing that, but like I'm. The game does a better job, I think, of like onboarding you to the systems in this patch. Like, like, um, I I feel like I'm more aware of what those percentages are on the home screen, like in the in the pause menu. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because like, uh, and also like the last end of skill tree, like, look completely different, yeah. and also all of the Id improvements that you could get were all just like incremental, like. Speaking of percentages, they yes. were like 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 incre like incrementing your crit chance from like two point three percent to like two point five percent. It's nothing that felt like you had like an, any sort of new ability mm -hmm. uh, as you were progressing through. At least in my memory of it, my percentage for Johnny right now is lower than I'd like it to be. So now, like anytime you're talking about the quest percentage, yes. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get in his good favor so now anytime he pops up i'm just like so nice to him I'm just like whatever you say man but like, i think what yeah. those are tracking you're talking yeah. about the, the three percentages that are, i think those yeah. are tracking progress i think so yeah. but i think so. there for one of the um for the for the johnny one in particular you have to have at least 70 percent to get this other quest mm -hmm. to get the john like the, get the silver hand ending basically and I'm, I'm sort of trying to build toward that one i can't remember what i did in the first one um it's a uh, Johnny Silverhand, by the way, the the Keanu Reeves character who lives inside your brain if you're not playing this game, and yeah. he pops out and kind of is offers a, a an external internal monologue, which is a a pretty effective device. And he has like funny things to say. Like yeah, so the weird the weirdest thing is that he's mean, which is very not Keanu. No, so that's yeah. the most jarring aspect of it. But you know that's kind of just a casting thing. Uh, but speaking of Johnny Silverhand, so the biggest bug I encountered was a. There, uh, this this Engram bug with him after the elevator sequence at the Club Clouds, mm -hmm. uh, which is a you know big, uh, it's kind of a, a major story quest. At certain points during the game, uh, your head, your like brain will glitch because Johnny Silverhand is living in there, and you know your field of vision will become like all fuzzy and occluded. Uh, your your HUD will get scrambled. So this shit has happened. And, um, you know, like I have like a headache and Johnny Silverhand is freaking me, my, my, my player character V out and this happens and then it just stays on 
and it just stayed on indefinitely. I was playing for like an hour with this yeah. like like you know screen shake and um fuzz effect and you know i can't really read my map and i was like what the hell is going on i was like how long is this going and i was like this does not feel like what happened last time and i was like do i need to rest or something mm-hmm. uh, i i rested it was still happening i i, I being this this some bitch it's an open bug that's been happening since 2020 and it depends on picking a specific dialogue option or a specific sequence of dialogue options after the cloud uh, you know, the 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 nightclub uh, uh cloud sequence, uh, which I did, and the fixes still reload a previous save. Yes, so not the end of the world. You know, I reloaded a previous save, and I I the the stuff I redid did not take the full hour of gameplay I went through because I knew what I was doing after that. Um, but it was like just one of those things where it's like, man, I can't believe this is still an issue, and yeah. that this hasn't at some point. Look, game development is impossible. It's it's a miracle that any game ships in any sort of playable state. But this kind of feels like one where I, I would have expected that at some point there would just be some sort of kludge fix, some sort of hard-coded solution uh, to handle this contingency if this is still happening yeah. three years after release. Our pal Sean Distin... Had, Distin also encountered had, this, yeah. Had this, had this bug, but he said that he found... Like he was like looking for what to do like online, and he found like an in-game fix for it, and it took him hours to to do that's wild uh, like it was like he had to find like he couldn't really even see anything at all yeah yeah and he was he had to go find like this like specific vending machine and shop there uh and he's like it took me fucking hours to find to yeah. find it but he you know he wasn't playing 40 chess uh and uh, <laughs> didn't think about doing uh the, the classic reload but i think he like did too many things yeah sure to, like justify wanting to do that well again especially if i hadn't played through this previously i might have thought oh okay this is just going to be like this for a while and and it was because i'd played through it's like i think this is on this is going on for too long that i thought to resolve it earlier than i did that's i think what happened to sean i think he was like oh this is like a weird choice but like i guess like it's just getting my brain is just glitching at this point i'm just getting sick yeah exactly like what kind of interesting narrative choice and then uh, realize that that's not what should be happening at all, and then had to yeah, like did hours and hours and hours of stuff. Yeah, like, so it, it's it's kind of again, you know, for it, it's kind of a bummer that stuff like that still exists. I don't think it's game breaking. I don't think it's ruinous of any of the experience, but it is. Uh, I'm I'm more just surprised than anything. Also, just things like you know, I had. Uh, Johnny sometimes pops out of your brain. He was like positioned in the wrong place during a dialogue, clipping into a wall. You know, not a spot where he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um. There's there's just little things like this is this is you know not not a high severity bug, but Claire, who is the bartender, who also uh, at the afterlife, who also runs street races. I went to the bar and like had a conversation with her and this is after another NPC's death. Yeah. And like, there's like a cocktail named after the NPC you order and like kind of this moment where commiserated over it. Um, and then after that interaction, like five minutes in real time later, I got a phone call from Claire and, uh, she was like, it was like a whole thing of like, hmm, not sure I know you. Anyway, I run, I run street races. It was like, so this, it just hadn't tracked that I'd already had oh, the interaction. I've had stuff like that too. And yeah, there, there's, there's just like a bunch. There's like a veneer of that sort of thing happening mm-hmm. throughout the experience where it's like, I, I can tell things are still cli- slightly out of order, or uh, yeah. you know, certain fail safes haven't been enacted in case you do things out of order, and so it just feels like a little bit of a less polished experience than I think it, it could be. If you had an interaction like that with some 
somebody in real life, you would be like, you have to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just met. Yeah. We, we had a long conversation. Yeah, we were both kind of sad. Yeah. Like, uh, but that it's it is you know despite all that, uh, it is so fun, and I it's honestly yeah it's and I don't know maybe this is, is could this par- perhaps be a bold take or a hot take. I think it's entered game of the year conversation. That's interesting. Like, it's because it's like it didn't come out this year. It, it's brand new, fixed wise. Like, uh, and the, the obviously Phantom Liberty is brand new to this year. Um, but as far as gaming experiences go, and how much fun I'm having playing the game, it's it's uh, it's up there with some of the other games I've played right that I've really enjoyed. No, it's it's a blast, and you know it's always easier to talk about the issues or the complaints you have yeah. with a game than talk about what it does well. But it does it does. The, the core gameplay and again the the narrative side are are really really effective uh and I also just think it looks like a million bucks now it did it like yeah there are still some visual glitches but like what they've done with the lighting um it just it's it's a much more polished looking game Uh, anything else you're playing, Matt? Uh, I mean, uh, this this game has taken over. This game and this IP has really taken over my my uh, my my spare time. Wow. I'll say so. I've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff. But I, you know, we're getting clo- we're getting close to uh, a couple of big releases. Uh, end of this, you know, not necessarily end of this month, but uh, pretty pretty close to it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, your your Super Mario Wonders and your uh, Spider-Man 2s, and so I'll have probably more to say about those later on, but nothing nothing else, really. It's kind of, I, I haven't even played Baldur's Gate 3 in a couple of weeks. I gotta get back to BG3. Yeah. I, I do have one other thing I want to talk about, which is not a game, but it is game-related. Okay. Uh, so first up, I want to shout out Jason Schreier and the great Triple Click podcast, uh, which is like a just a smarter, better version of our show. Yes. Um, if you want to hear some people talk about video games and know what they're talking about. Uh, but Jason recommended a book called Number Go Up by Zeke Fox. Oh, yes. It's a book about cryptocurrency. And I have been reading it um, pretty obsessively since uh, that episode came out. I'm almost finished with it. Uh, and it's great. It is it is like a really terrific deep dive into the world of crypto and just how insane and stupid it is. Um, and there is specifically, so I'd highly recommend this book for anyone who was, is looking for something to read, but there is some stuff that talk, that talks about video games in the book, mm-hmm. uh, largely through this game, Axie Infinity, which you may have remembered. Uh, there were a bunch of ads for it uh, back a couple years ago, uh, back in, in 2020, and it was like it's like kind of like a clear like kind of Pokemon ripoff, but mm. one that used uh, cr- uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs uh, as part of its core design. So I thought I I just have a little uh, excerpt from this book I wanted to read real quick just to talk about like how it, just what an insane bubble this was and how it specifically uh, found a home in the Philippines. And uh, became a, a briefly something of a of a national obsession. So I'll read this real quick. The Axie Infinity craze started with an ad on Facebook seen by a 28-year-old in a hot, dusty city about 70 miles north of Manila. His name was Arthur Lapina, but his friends always called him Art Art. He was a chubby man with a buzz cut and glasses. 
What caught Lapina's attention about the Facebook ad was Axie's colorful creatures. He'd always played mobile games and now was looking for a new distraction. He was still single, and the lockdown, this is happening March 2020, had left him largely confined to the leaky, rickety wooden house where he lived with his mother and family. He clicked. The game was no better than many of the free-to-play games Lapina had tried on his mobile phone before, but it helped him pass the time. When he won battles, he would net small amounts of the game's cryptocurrency, which bore the odd name Smooth Love Potions. These could be used to breed more blobs. What made the game different from others was these potions could also be traded on some crypto exchanges. At the time, each one, represented by a cartoon image of pink liquid sloshing around a round bottom glass, was only worth about one cent. Lapina didn't mind. He enjoyed strategizing to win the battles and seeing his name rise in the app's leaderboard. Uh, but then what happens is that the prize of... Um, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm talking my own words now mm-hmm. then what happened is the prize of the price of smooth love potions started to skyrocket it had this huge bubble uh and then so to, to, to pick up a little bit more of this word spread quickly about lapina's discovery other people from the town started asking him for help buying their own axes one tricycle driver told me she'd borrowed money from a loan shark before seeking lapina's advice on which blobs to buy another friend he'd said he'd pawned his trike my friend told me it was legit the money kept pouring in. It was as if Lapina had cast a magic spell that granted the entire town's wishes. Houses around Cabanaton started sprouting second floors. The local dealership sh- sold out of powerful Yamaha and Max scooters. Some grocery stores and gas stations started accepting smooth love potions in lieu of cash. Townspeople were so grateful to Lapina that would bring gifts of fast food to the gate of his local home. Isn't that insane? That's that's really wild. I uh, yeah, when Jason uh, mentioned this book. Uh, I uh, was interested in reading it. Yeah. Uh, and I just added it to my um, uh, on my library app. Um, I added it to my my queue, so it's on hold for me. Uh, and I I want to go. Yeah, check it out because that's it. It reading that chapter is crazy. It's crazy. Reading that chapter made me. First off, it's just like you know, so many uh, so many uh, uh people got exploited as a result of this bubble. Yeah. Uh, but also that it was like. And hey, I'm dead. Like, like, look, look, my hands aren't clean. I was. This is around the same time I was uh, talking on the podcast about a uh, uh, buying NBA Top Shot NFTs. Yeah. You know, I got, I got hooked into that shit too. Uh, but like, everyone was. It, 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 it's, it's crazy how it like affected specific sectors of the global economy. Um, and uh, it, it, it ended up like making these huge bubbles that like led to a lot of economic. A huge economic boom for some people, but then economic ruination for others all over something so fucking stupid. But my other takeaway from this this book is that, like, especially the Axie Infinity stuff is like, I'm so glad that games didn't end up going that direction because there was a time when they were talking about that. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be able to use, you know, whatever these the uh, you'll buy a sword in a game and that will be an NFT that you'll have ownership of. And that will be a unique thing that you can spend cryptocurrency on. And I'm so glad it didn't go in that direction because it's that sort of design seems so predatory. Anyway, that uh, uh, second Jason's recommendation of number go up by Zeke Fox. I hope people check it out. It's It's a great read and it doesn't just talk about mobile games. It talks about the cryptocurrency. Uh, economy at large. I I listen to Triple Click every week. And Me too. I I love it. It's just it's great. I I, I they're all such great. Um, uh, the opposite of me. They're they're great talkers. They're they're very good at talking <laughs> uh, about stuff that they like and and uh, and getting in the weeds like that. So uh, check that show out if uh, for some reason you listen to this one and not that one too. And also, you know, our show can sometimes be a little bit abrasive and even annoying. Huh. But that show is. <laughs> That show is a cozy listen. I'd say so. And that brings us to our topic. Now, that's what I call video game music, cozy edition. 
We're going to be playing some cozy music from some cozy games. Nice little fall feature here. And you guys, can't, you guys can't see us. Yeah. Nick and I are under one blanket. We and we're sharing a scarf. Yeah. Yeah, we're both so cold. We're so cold, but we're so cozy right yeah. now. Yeah, and there's a fireplace in here. It's oh, pretty. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Just setting a scene. What Matt to you? What makes music in a game feel cozy? That's an interesting question. You know, I think uh, when there's like when it's it's almost minimal. It mm. has to be sort of like there can be like you know orchestral elements to it or whatever but like it doesn't necessarily have to be orchestral not i would say not too many instruments and it can't be like too fast it can't be like sure too too exciting yeah not too busy and 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 a slower tempo sure yeah 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 that's my yeah not my tempo (laughs) uh for me it's yeah it's i think that's that's all true. I think there's also this kind of that sweet spot of like not too sad, but not too happy either. Yeah, just like chilling, like, just like hanging okay. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inoffensive. Yes. Like if you were like at a, um, you know, a grocery store and it came on, you'd be like, this is great. But also not boring. Not boring. Don't want it to be too boring. You want to be a little bit stimulated. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, that... um that YouTube uh, channel, uh, Chill Lo-Fi Beats or something. Oh, yeah. Not that they all have to be that. But you know that's like a good that's a good zone. If that's you a like good that, energy. That's, that's a good baseline. That's exactly. Uh, should we get into some picks? Yeah. Do you want to do one of yours first? Okay. Great. So, for me, one of the coziest soundtracks ever is a JRPG called Chrono Cross. Uh, this was a PlayStation One sequel to Chrono Trigger, and the score is once again by Yasunori Mitsuda. This soundtrack, I mean, this game is imperfect. It's got some issues. I overall like it, but, you know, it's 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 not the masterpiece that Chrono Trigger is. But it is maybe Mitsuda's best soundtrack. It's just so wow. good. And the soundtrack is so cozy at large that, A, I had trouble picking out which track, and maybe I even picked the wrong one, but, I, I, you know, I, I probably overthought a little bit with all these picks. I'm sure you picked fine. Um. But B, uh, this video for this upload of the soundtrack has a fireplace on loop. Yes. That's just how cozy this whole soundtrack is. So the track I put I picked from Yasunori Mitsuda's Chrono Cross score is Shore of Dreams, parenthetical, Another World. You know, you're just thinking about things. Sitting in that chair, maybe some rain drops hitting the window. Just looking out, thinking about your mistakes, thinking about your triumphs. Okay, I was gonna say you're getting into uncozy territory. Well, I mean, but that's part of being cozy. Is just sort of like you know, just being being present. Okay, accepting. Yeah, there's so many cozy tracks on this. And there's also some higher energy ones, too. But Yeah, this is great. I've not played, I, you know, we're getting to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And my New Year's resolution was to play and finish Chrono Trigger. Well, mine's was to do Half-Life Alex, so I'm, I'm not doing any better than you. I feel like you'd have an easier time doing yours than I would doing mine. Chrono Trigger's not the longest JRPG. Okay. It's a, yeah, Dan. I, I don't know. I think I think you. I think give it a go. Anyway, that's my first pick. This is great. What a, what a, what a first pick. What a way to kick it off, Nick. Good job. 
Um, I'll go. I'll go next. Wow. And you know, because uh, in this, in doing this exercise, I guess any game can be cozy if you let it, right? But there is like a mm. sort of like there is like a sort of type of game that people ha- have you know decided are cozy games, right? right. Uh, and that's like a sort of you know it's a a micro genre or something, or it's like a like a it's it's but it's not like people are making them to be like in the cozy game genre. People are just like this. Well, is I think cozy people game. are doing that now. I think that's now become a thing yes. recently. Yeah, um, they're like we got to get let's capture that vibe and make a game like that yeah. for sure. Um, and this game, you know, one of the bigger games this year, and I know that everybody plays this game differently. I I just met uh not I, I didn't meet this person but I just had a conversation with a friend of mine about uh uh another friend of ours his wife stories all over the place I know she played <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom uh huh did all the side quests and everything you could do in the game except uh the final boss because she was uninterested in that. <laughs> That rocks. She's like, I just like like to hang out in yeah. the game and just do the stuff. Right. I'm not. She's like, I did the Lionels. I did all of that. Ganondorf. No, I don't care. I don't care about that. There's, there's that. I think there's maybe a uh, and conscious or subconscious element of I don't want this to be over. That's true. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't sometimes. try to uh, psycho psychoanalyze this person, yeah. but um, he thinks it's a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, but this game, this song is from. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and it also might be in Breath of the Wild as well, because uh, I know they re- reused some songs, but this is uh, from the area known as Terrytown, and it's the daytime song. People in Terrytown are just like, you know, building their homes. There's a it's the home base for the the president. Did you do the Terrytown quest in Breath of the Wild? I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't oh, okay, do, so that's a that. whole. That's like one of my favorite side quests in any game ever. Really, and it's yeah. There is there is this song or a version of it in in Breath of the Wild, but like yeah, you're you're intrinsic. Link is intrinsic to the construction of Terrytown. Wow, the inception of Terrytown. I walked through it, saw that there was stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, this is a great pick. And like, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, that little horn. Everyone's just kind of like chilling out. Yeah, you don't ever you don't you don't think to associate a slide trombone with a feeling of being soothed, but it kind of works here. Yeah, that was going going if that music was playing when I was trying to go to sleep. I'm honk shooing in minutes. <laughs> Sound like that trombone. <laughs> uh, while you're talking Zelda, I got another I got a Zelda pick of my own. Okay. So this is actually the version of this track that is in A Link to the Past, uh, but I pick the version that's from A Link Between Worlds because it's just a better uh, a better sound chip um, on the uh, the 3DS. And this is uh, from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This is Kakariko Village. Uh, the composer is Ryo Nagamatsu, but is, of course, via Koji Kondo, who did the original. Tranquil pastoral. Between worlds is the the one where you can get flat, right? Um, 
Is that the flat one or is that the minish cap? I think that is. I think you do get flat yeah. in Link Between Worlds. You might get flat in another one. Yeah. Bring back Flat Link. In a sense, he's flat in all the 2D games. Mm. Think about it that way. And I do. <laughs> anyway, this is great. I feel like because it's like cozy stuff. Yeah. We should be doing like that sort of you know mm, kind of NPR kind voice. Of M- maybe like yeah. sweaty balls. <laughs> Well, maybe not the sweaty balls thing. That's an <laughs> SNL bit. But let's do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we could do that. We could do mango. We can do all of them. <laughs> That's a great one, Nick. I really liked that. Um, Heather sent some picks in. Should we play a Heather? We could play a Heather. I could... Um, let's play a Heather one. Uh, yeah, this first one Heather sent in is... Uh, you know, I, I think this one's a was a no-brainer. Um, this is uh, by David Wise. This is from the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack, Aquatic Ambience. The, the affection that people have for this song mm-hmm. extends. Uh, we all love it. I love this track. This particular track on YouTube has 5.5 million views. Mm hmm. Top comment, my childhood. <laughs> Actually, can I read the top comment? Yeah. What a beautiful life we all have lived. I love everyone reading this. <laughs> <laughs> but this particular version is aquatic ambience 10 hours. That's how much people like it. Yeah. They just want this on a loop for 10 hours. Uh, it's a great track. Here's what I would say to Heather if she was here. Um, which is why it's not on my list, even though I love it, is that to me, and I think this is just like coziness is such a personal thing. This doesn't make me cozy. This makes me a little bit on edge and anxious. You're going to drown. about it. Yeah, because I, I, you know what? I am, I am thinking about that a little bit. I got to get to the next big bubble um, so I can refill my oxygen level. But I don't know. There's, there's just something about the... Uh, the, the I, I think there's just something about like the driving pulsing energy of it, and maybe it's also the minor key that kind of makes me yeah like a little bit more like on edge. You're uh, you're afraid of the ocean. Yeah, I'm a little. I do. I'm a little a bit of a thalassophobe. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Hmm. I don't mind the ocean, but get, leave it where it's at. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to get in there or down there. Who needs to get in there? <sighs> Ugh. Leave it to the fish. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so that's like, yeah, Donkey Kong Country to me is not a, uh, that game is like quite difficult, I think, and uh, or it can be quite difficult. So I don't consider it a cozy game, but I think that that song has a, has a quasi-cozy vibe. Like, it, I think it can be a little like, you know, it's what you said. Yeah. Uh, where it can be a little tense. But, you know, it's I can see why people toss it on. Hey, if, if it's cozy to you, more power to you. Uh, Nick, you're kind of hogging the blanket. Sorry, I'm cold. <laughs> a bigger guy. Uh, this next one for me is a is from a game that I honestly I didn't finish, but I enjoyed my time with, and I consider this a cozy game because I think one of the reasons I fell off of it is that it's t- it's a little too easy. Uh, it's um it's from Yoshi's Crafted World. Did you ever mess with that for the Switch? No, I never played that one. Uh, 
I bought it because it's really cute. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's too, it's a little it's a little too easy. The Yoshi games are like for babies. Yes. They are. Yeah. That I think the well, I can't remember the last proper one I played, but could um, it have been Wooly World or whatever it is? Or that was for the 3DS, I believe. Mm, could mm. be. I I I mean like even Yoshi's Island, even the the. Uh, even the the Super Nintendo one is is like it's a that's a fantastic game, but it's like pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then they really, you know, nerf the difficulty moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but those games are are cool, uh, you know, aesthetically very very pleasing. Yeah, this one has like all of the backgrounds are like paper, sort of like arts and crafts mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It looks really cool. Um, and yeah, this is just the main theme from uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. <laughs> There's not a lot going on there. Kind of like school. You know why I like it? It kind of reminds me of like school and like nap yes. time kind yeah. of. Yeah, this is a different sort of coziness. Yeah. This is like, I, I have no problems because I'm a kid. I have no problems. I'm a kid. My mom cut my sandwich nice. Yes, yeah. I'm about to eat this and then go off. Yeah. And I might even get to watch Barney. Yeah. Oh, look, I got a balloon. That's fun. I got a balloon. This is really nice. Maybe there's, there's talk of ice cream later. There's talk of it. There's, we'll see if it happens. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I feel pretty confident it's going to happen. You know how the talk started? I'm a fucking kid. I said, can we get ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> and my mom said, we'll see. Uh, but I just think that the game is, I associate it with being cozy because I'll return to it every now and then. Yeah. Like, if I'm like playing something before bed, I'm like, I'll just pop Yoshi. Oh, sure. That's see, a good use for it. See what's going on in there. Because I'm not trying to get too stimulated uh, with like a, you know, perhaps an underwater level from Donkey Kong. <laughs> not trying to stay up all night. Um, I, I have, a, I, I, again, I, I overthought all my picks and including one from this next game that I wanted to have on the list because I think this is an extremely cozy gaming experience. Uh, the game is Stardew Valley. Wow. Uh, the soundtrack is by Concerned Ape, the uh, all-in-one Moan Man band developer uh, of this game. And I wasn't sure which track to play, which track to pick, but I ultimately landed on this one, which is a little bit of a kind of a sad cozy, but I think it's a good, it's a great energy and I think it also uh, nicely evokes what it is in the world, which is the season of winter. Uh, so this is one of the winter overworld tracks. Winter, parenthetical, the wind can be still. I loved my time with Stardew Valley. I didn't finish it like mm-hmm. you did, but I think a game like that is a game that like I'll never finish. I, I want like Stardew Valley like makes me first off it makes me feel inferior just as a as a creator of content yes. that one person did all of this and made something that's so beloved. And the soundtrack alone is so great, but that just you know all the art, all of the programming, built his own engine. Um, all the design, all of the writing, all all one individual laboring over, you know, a four to five year span uh, and continuing to support this game. And it's like the the best one of those. Mm-hmm. It's like the best, like kind of, you know, 
farming life sim game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's that, that in and of itself is staggering. But then also I have moments where I'm like, my life could just be like, I don't have to have a video game podcast. I don't have to try to keep up with all the video games that come out. Hey, I could just play Stardew Valley. Don't say that. I could just be a Stardew Valley guy. No, I know Nick. people who just play like a game and they like that game and they're just like happy. That could be, that could be my life. It could. But then who would, who would repeat stuff to you that you said on a podcast that you don't remember? <laughs> uh, no, that's, it, hey, there's, you know, sliding doors for all of us, you know? Uh, I could have been a wine sommelier. Oh, I had that opportunity right in front of me one time. You'd fucking crush that. I would, yeah, just make up whatever bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> mm, this one has lots of tannins. Mm, like, this oh, one doesn't okay. taste like shit. <laughs> oh, here's $200, sir. <laughs> uh, Nick, just a moment ago. Yeah. You said something um, that I'm going to need you to take back. Okay. Because um, you said that. I don't even need to take it back. It doesn't need to be a fight. Okay. We're friends. You said that Stardew Valley is like the one, the best one of these yeah. uh, types of games, these farming sort of, you know, simulator life sims. And that maybe is true. But in, in early in the pandemic, mm-hmm. let's call it March of 2020. Is that when the game came out? I think yes. it did. A game called Animal Crossing New Horizons comes out. Oh, yes. And it was exactly what we all needed at the right time. 100%. Uh, a game that I did, I guess, in theory, roll credits on. Because once K.K. Slider yeah, comes sure. to your island, it's sort of like the credits roll. Yeah. Let you know, hey, that's like sort of like the end of the quote-unquote like story. Yeah, K.K. Slider is like any request, and a villager yells, uh, yeah, lose Losers. the shorts. I showed that meme to my fiance, uh, and she said, "Ew." <laughs> That's like, the only meme I would consider getting tattooed. <laughs> it's my favorite meme. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, but the music in that game, there's lots of music. Like, there's music for stuff that, like, there's music on the TV that plays. There's, like, oh yeah, music yeah. You can get like records that play like different styles Fantastic of music. Fantastic music in that game. Uh, but the the walking around music. Like just in the in the in, on your little island is also really fantastic, and they have they have different music every hour for every type of weather you could have too. It's really it's really it's, great stuff. It's amazingly comprehensive. Look, that that's what you can do when you have when you have like a AAA budget and you have like a a, a, a studio like Nintendo that is going to throw a bunch of resources at something. Yes. Like, yeah, you can be that comprehensive. And so I I I was listening. I was skipping around the different times of day. Uh, and I decided to play um, the 8 a.m. music because that's usually when I'm up right now, mm-hmm. nowadays. If it's 8 a.m., I've been up for a little bit. Wow. Rise and grind, you know? And uh, so this okay. is the 8 a.m. music in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I better get some coffee. Maybe I'm going to even uh, have, a, have, a, have a piece of toast. Yeah, this is great. This is like start your day, kind of, but like, which isn't, I'll maybe say that that's like not the coziest vibe because like a lot of times you're going to work, 
But if I heard this and I was on my way to work, I guess I wouldn't be too mad. Well, imagine you live on an island in your homesteading and there's not yeah. a problem in the world. You know, My neighbor is a sheep who's yeah. my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get up and you got to pick some apples and you're going to get whatever. Your, day, your day's fine. Yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, there's a fucking uh, uh, bird washed upon the shore. Yeah. Uh, and he's a pirate. Help him get his bearings. Gulliver. You'll, you'll get a reward. Yeah. Gotta go listen to Blathers talk a little bit. It's fine. Maybe that, uh... That turnip lady is in town, too. <laughs> Matt! Yeah, so this is 8 a.m. All the music in the, in, the, uh, in the game is great. Um, and listening to this made me nostalgic for Animal Crossing. And I was like, do I boot it back up and I I went through such pains uh transferring my island from my old switch to my switch OLED yeah. and uh needless pain in the ass al- almost completely lost yeah. it <laughs> my hundreds and hundreds of hours of work complete and the uh, opposite of cozy dealing with anything with Nintendo hardware yeah. software wise by the way the uh, 3DS online play shutting down 2024 um, wow pretty crazy stuff uh, but that's 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 that one for me. Nick, do you want to play another one of yours? Let's play a Heather. Uh, Let's play a Heather. She sent in one, and this is from a game that we covered in our old format, and a game that has an incredible soundtrack that I do listen to a lot when I'm doing some sort of you know, uh, some sort of task, and um, and this is a, this is a an appropriately cozy score. Uh, the game is Coffee Talk, and the track here is Cup of Sweetness. Yeah, if I was like studying or doing some work, I could toss this on and yeah, not be too distracted. It's great writing music. Uh, and, and pencils back up. Pencils, but- yeah. <laughs> That's what we say. Pencils up. <laughs> Andrew Jeremy is the composer. I'm looking right now at a vinyl of this, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that does look cool. That's really good art. And not that I don't even have a record player, but it just looks like a cool piece to own. You know what's great about the about vinyl? The warmth, the tactile nature of it all, you know? The right, grooves, yes, the yeah. Putting your fingers on the wax. Right. It's not the same with an MP3. Yeah. This is also, Coffee Talk is one of those ones where you could pick, like, basically any track and it would work for this exercise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved, I loved playing that game, and I unfortunately have not, Dip my toes into Coffee Talk Two yet? Me too. I talked about my issues with the 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 PC version. Um, That's right. And uh, I got to but I got to play it. Maybe I'll just play it on Xbox. I had, I had trouble because like I got this widescreen monitor and just like I couldn't find a way to manually change the resolution in the mm. game, so it looked kind of like all skewed and stretched out. Um, okay, uh, that's a, uh, I, I like that one a lot. Let's see, uh, is it my turn again? I, I, I let me let me pick this one. Uh, while we're in the coffee world, you know, you know where you're having some coffee is in Persona 5 Royal, a game I put 135 plus hours into <laughs> uh, and finished and loved and played initially for the podcast and am glad 
that I did so because it is a a recent fave of mine. Uh, a lot of cozy ones from this one. I am going to play "Beneath the Mask." The soundtrack is by Shoji Meguro. What's great about this one is that there's a few different remixes. There's one with, uh, there's one with vocals, which hits later in the game. But I think this instrumental version is a little bit cozier. There's also another one that has less percussion that plays just when the weather is rainy. That mm. has also like a cozy vibes, arguably cozier than this one. But I think this is a good baseline, and has a good baseline. Nick, what? Cafe LeBlanc is the coffee shop you're spending a lot yeah. of time in, living above and working in uh, with your surrogate father. Fucking incredible game. I wish I had, you know, time enough at last, you know, to play all the games that I wanted. That's all any of us want. Just want to be the guy in the Twilight Zone. But with no ironic twist. Exactly. Get that twist out of here. No, thank you. Oh, no, both my thumbs fell off. Oh, oh great. great. What am I going to do? Not only can I not play video games, I can't even jack off. Maybe you saw me just now, but I was um, that, like, a beautiful mind meme <laughs> trying to figure out how I get there. <laughs> I guess it's more of uh, from the hangover parroting a beautiful mind. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I need my thumbs to jack off. Uh this next one for me, uh, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a music episode uh, if I didn't if I didn't somehow get a Pokemon song in here. Mm. But it's not one of the songs you would think, or one from one of the games you think. This is from New Pokemon Snap, a game wow. we haven't, I haven't talked about that much on the show. I, when I played it, I, I really liked it. But this to me is like the quintessential definition of a cozy game. Wow, because there's. You don't do a goddamn thing in this. <laughs> you do almost nothing. You kind of just are on a theme park ride, yeah. basically, and look, you're looking around and taking pictures. That's it. That's all you do in the game. And all you see is cute little Pokemon having a sweet time. It's great. So this is um, the nighttime version of Blushing Beach from New Pokemon Snap. This has the clearest vacation vibes of anything we've played yet, which I think is key. Man, I'd love to be on vacation. Yeah. Where would you go? Hmm. Pokemon Beach? Probably, yeah, probably Blushing Beach. <laughs> what kind, What are the beach Pokemon? What do you usually find in the sand or oh, in the surf? Oh, you know, you, you, maybe, you can maybe see like a Staryu. Oh, sure, yeah, uh, naturally. Maybe a Shelter. Hmm. Uh, you know, in the water, you might find a horsey or a, uh, you can maybe find a squirtle. Oh my goodness. A, a corsel maybe mm-hmm. as well. Uh, hmm. You really set me off now, Nick. You don't know, <laughs> you, you don't realize what you've done. Uh, I was talking to, um, uh, a friend's son the other night and, uh, he always wants to talk about Pokemon at dinner, but has no one to talk to about it. And then I'm sitting there and he's like, 
you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I was so excited to just go deep with me on it. But th- this young man's knowledge far surpassed mine. He wow. knows way more about uh, the newer ones than I do. Wow. Uh, but uh, that's cool, though. Very spirited conversation, and everybody was happy that they didn't have to be a part of it. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed talking to this young man. He was great. Uh, that's a great pick. And while we're near the ocean, uh, Heather has another aquatic pick. Uh, this is from Super Mario 64. The track is Dire Dire Docks. Oh, yeah. definitely doing the same sort of things as aquatic ambience from uh from Donkey Kong Country but yeah. this one kind of puts me in a more in a cozier spot for whatever reason they're both great do you think i could get like a a piano or uh like harp player to play this at my wedding i'm 100% <laughs> sure you could <laughs> i went to a wedding where someone snang snake eater so oh wow we talked about in the podcast hmm that we'll rocks. do that instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and hey while we had, heather has a couple more picks let's also play this one and this one i'm not familiar with uh, this is a game that heather loves called cave story uh and the track is moon song outer wall um, Cave Story, uh, uh, another classic solo dev game, and uh, a, a, an indie Metroidvania, uh, and uh, let's hear a little bit of this track. This is awesome. This is really good. Yeah, I'm not. I have not messed with this, but I see it all the time, like on the eShop and stuff. And I'm like, gosh, do I just get this? And when? That's the thing. When? When? What do you fit it in instead of? Yeah. yeah. When you choose to play something, you're choosing not to play something else. It drives you mad. This is awesome. This is great. What part of why why what I really like about this one and why it's an, and why I think it's an impressive pick is that it's like. Usually with this sort of, uh, it's harder to make, like, like, like I have a lot of nostalgia for chip y sounding stuff, but it's kind of like a little bit harder, I feel like, to make that feel cozy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times those, you know, just, just the nature of the, of the, uh, the sound chips and, and what samples were available to you is it sounds a little bit more percussive and harsh, uh, but that one, that one absolutely rips. Uh, and hey, let, let me let me play my final pick, and then Matt, you have a final pick. I do have a final, pick. and then we'll we'll have one more from Heather, and that'll round us out. Uh, my final pick is from a recent game. Uh, this is from the composer Jeff, Jeff Van Dyke. Uh, the game is Unpacking, which is the most soothingest shit I've ever played in my fucking life. Whoa, uh, just the coziest fucking game of all time. It's all cozy, uh, and it is just unpacking boxes. Uh, and uh, you know, to and a narrative is told through objects as you unpack a series of 
uh, uh, in the aftermath of a series of moves. Uh, so the game is unpacking, and this track, tough to pick from the soundtrack. They're all pretty cozy, but I think the coziest is Friends for Life. Not a lot of games, and you know, I'll be proven wrong as soon as I say this. Yeah, I feel like you don't hear like the like acoustic guitar in a lot of songs, like in games like this, like used like this rather. And I, I just love it. I, the, yeah, yeah. The living alongside these these synthier, you know, yeah, uh, sounds. It's just like yeah, it's 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 such a great counterpoint to it. Yeah, it just has such a unique soundscape. I I, I love I really like this game and I love the soundtrack. I have this installed on my uh, Series S and I haven't I haven't played it yet. This one's a you know look you can you talk about a game earlier like a game when you're going to bed that that could absolutely be this. Okay. Uh it's it's very very cozy very very soothing, and then also it's it's a it's a brisk playthrough. You can get through this bad boy in like five hours. I feel like oh, okay. Not the longest game in the world. All right, Matt, what's your final pick? My final pick is from a game. That I, uh, that I that I loved, that I talked about a bit on this show, and it's the game that I get tagged the most on Discord asking me what it was, mm. and it's from it's it's the game Bloom for the Playdate. Mm. This great little oh right yeah this game that I purchased and had to install on my Playdate like it was it wasn't one of the games that comes with it. I had I I, I bought this game and just absolutely loved it, and this. They have like a, it's like a lo-fi soundtrack from like from the game, and uh, I'm just gonna play it right here. Uh, here we go. This is this is Bloom. This is big time lo-fi beats to study to. Yeah. I mean. It's such a great little game, and that was like that's a pure cozy yeah. game because you're just running a flower shop. It gets uncozy when you're like texting your parents about yes. like lying to them about going to school. <laughs> But it's uh, it's I I cannot recommend that game enough. I I absolutely loved it and uh, look forward to more from that developer because I thought it was really great. Is that your favorite thing you played in the playdate? Oh, a hundred percent. The bullet justified the purchase to me. I think. Wow, I gotta it, play it, this fucking thing. It, it's great. We should stop doing the podcast. We have more time for games. I mean, it, it's it's this is We're, honestly this is several hours of our week every week. We could be play. I could be we could be playing games we haven't played yet. We could be doing. We could stop doing this. Uh huh. Uh, we're not going to. I, 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 I just want to make sure that people... I think people, they're really going to stop doing the I podcast. Think, I think that was like confirmation that they're going to stop Heather doing Heather wasn't it. there. They're going to stop doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're one by one stopping doing it. Um, uh, I am... Uh, I think about this all the time. I yeah. just didn't have a job or need money. Yeah. I'd be playing video games all the time. That's the... The, the need money is the big problem. Yeah. Everyone's got to have money. That's why they call it money, to quote, to quote David Mamet. Um, uh, to misquote David Mamet. Uh, it's a... But you got to have fucking money. 
And so you have to do shit. Because I got to eat food. Exactly. I got to have clothes. Yeah. I got to buy stuff I don't need. And you know what they say, mo money, mo problems. And you know what Don Draper says? That's what the money's for. He does say that. Money, you know money, it's a trip. What's that from? Pink Floyd. Hmm. You know what Rihanna says? Bitch better have my money. Wow. It's also from Old Dirty Bastard, I believe. Uh, that's a great pick, Matt. And Heather has a final pick here. This is from Final Fantasy Fifteen. The track is Golden Quay. Yeah, you love 16. Uh, I did not play 15. We were texting about this the other day, about how, um, I can't remember in what context, uh, something about Final Fantasy 16 came out in the news, and we were talking about that, and I was saying that the further we get away from it, the funnier it is that I loved that game. I love that you love that game. I, I think that's great it. for you. It could be in the top five of the year for me. So I thought Heather was going to, I was like, I was fairly certain this is a this is a terrific pick. I was certain that Heather was going to send a Final Fantasy pick. Mm-hmm. I thought she might be sending um, Breezy, uh, which, is a, which is a really soothing one, uh, and uh, or or Fisherman's Horizon, although we've co- we've covered Fisherman's Horizon on the podcast, but this one kind of caught me off guard because I'm not uh, not familiar with the game. But that's a great great pick, a great pick, great tunes. I'll tell you something right now, Nick. Yeah, I'm relaxed. I'm fucking cozy as shit. I might I might catch a couple Z's after this. Yeah, Should lay on another blanket. Get a get a second blanket going. Yeah. Do you have an electric blanket by chance? I don't. Let me t- let me tell you something. You're not living. I've had electric blankets before, and I feel like I get too hot. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, smart guy. I I love mine. I got one last year, and uh, it's it's really up the game for me when I'm chilly. Yeah, uh, and you know, I have I have a I have a cat at home, and a a cat loves to sit on the hot blanket. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Going every crazy time of his life. Uh, but Nick, you know, we just finished up. Uh, that part of the show, and it's time uh, to move on to the final act of today's episode. That's right, it's time for the question block. Wow, he did it. Wow. And so uh, these are all from our Discord, discord.gg slash getplayed. So uh, thank you all for writing in over there. Uh, And here we go. This one's from Running Banana. How often do you go for the full or true ending? Not every game has this. Yeah. Most games have... The one ending. These days, I check if it's worth it. Uh huh. Like I will, like before I commit additional time, especially if there's an added difficulty aspect to it. I was like, like, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. And if the consensus is it's worth it, you know, like like I've been playing Sea of Stars. I, I, I've I've put the pause on that for a little bit to play some Cyberpunk, but I, I'm gonna go back and finish that game. And I have heard, including for people in the Discord, that that game has a true ending that's worthwhile. So I probably will get the true, true ending for that. Mm-hmm. A game like Death's Door that I really liked, I think just had a few more things to do to get a true ending. Uh, but I felt like the ending I got and the 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 normal ending was 
pretty satisfactory. So I didn't feel propelled to do it. So I, I would say my answer if they ask how often do I do it, I'd say rarely. I have I have done it though. I'd say rarely for me as well. I think I remember um uh Arkham Knight having a bunch of like a couple of endings. Uh and there was like one uh true one. Uh and I remember doing it and being like I did, why did I do this? Yeah, you want to know what you're in for first. Yeah. Uh, but like, but, but like Persona 5 Royal, like, you know, I finished the Royal content and everything. And I, I think that qualifies as getting the true ending. I think there's just one ending there, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, like, it, like, Hey, if I, if I really love a game, I want to see all of it. So I do think games should only have one ending. I don't mm. know if we need multiple endings. You got to play Chrono Trigger. Okay. Oh, or they need, but you also like in, um, in Elden Ring, there yeah. are different endings yeah. that you can get, but I, we all went for the, uh, the whatever that one was. The I think we, uh, Heather well, I, did, I didn't finish it, but oh, you, oh, you yeah, got you like the oh yeah. you didn't finish it. Yeah. You didn't even do what I did. Yeah, you haven't seen what I've seen. You haven't lived <laughs> in my footsteps. Uh, gotta get back and finish Elden Ring. Uh, I know. What am I gonna fucking do this? But yes, I gotta do this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Chrono Trigger has, I think, 19 different endings. Okay. I'll tell you something right now. I'm getting one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do one. Uh, but we'll see when we do that. Um, this next one's from Bizless. Hi, Bizless. Hi, Bizless. Have any of you bothered to touch Starfield, or does it seem too boring? I can answer this. I have touched it. You played it, yeah. I played a little bit of it. And it does seem too boring. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, you know, it's just, we're, we're talking about this a lot, and it's like there's just not enough time to do th- something like this, and like Starfield seems so big, and but I've seen, I feel like the conversation on Starfield right now, they're like people are turning on Starfield. You like turning to like we like we, we like it, or there's now a backlash. No, like they're turning like off against it. Yeah, they don't they don't like it that much. Because I, I feel like I saw like a backlash pretty pretty early but you're saying there's like now a wave of just like kind of the consensus is like this game is I've delivered. seen many posts okay. that were like in a year where uh, cyberpunk is fixed I can't even pick Starfield back up like the people are now comparing the fixed cyberpunk to the only version of Starfield and are like it's not even as good as that I saw a lot of that with Baldur's Gate 3 uh-huh. too of just like just talking about how robust the you know, dialogue system is in Baldur's Gate three rep- yeah. compared to Starfield, and and the the overall quality of writing and these these two competing massive RPGs and the gulf there, and yeah, boy, because I know that they that there was there was a there were a ton of talented developers put years mm-hmm. of work into Starfield. You know, again, it's fucking impossible to make a game, but I think maybe that that Bethesda design. Uh, model is perhaps just like kind of showing its age a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know that the the thing that made me less interested to answer the question. The thing that made me that bit is making me not want to mess it around with Starfield, even though it is on Game Pass, which I subscribe to. A is that there's so many other massive games that I have already committed to, uh, and this one seems like the, the least interesting of those. Uh, but B, just like as a space game, I'm just like. It seems inferior to Mass Effect, and it mm. seems like a lot of these spaces, or, or you know, alternately, if I want to play a game with a lot of space exploration, 
another game that was fixed years after release, like Cyberpunk, No Man's Sky, like that seems like that yeah. much more scratches like the the space flight slash exploration aspect as opposed to Starfield. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I'm I'll play it at some point. Um, I probably won't. Uh, you've already played it some. You're to put some hours into it. I, I mean, like maybe an hour. I heard. I've heard this has sort of turned me off of it. I've heard people say it gets really good about twelve hours in, and I just don't know if I have twelve hours to like not enjoy something. Mm. Uh, but you know, maybe I maybe I will. I'd be I'd be happy to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thank thanks for that question. Uh, I'll I'll say this before we continue. Yeah. Uh, down with Starfield, get with Garfield. Matt, that was great. Thank you. Um, that's how I feel. Uh, this one's from Glavin Chris. Hi, Glavin. What's up? The uh, Their profile picture is Mr. Bean, so I'm already having a good time. Hell yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, this might be controversial. Apple pie or pumpkin pie? Are you a pie guy? I'm a pie guy. I like pie, too. I think I'd go as far as to say if you put any pie in front of me, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be pretty happy. I don't think there's a stinker. There's not really any stinkers. My grandma, RIP, would make, would always make two pies for Thanksgiving and one apple, one, one pumpkin. They would both be great. I have, be, I, be, I ultimately became more of an apple partisan. I also think that if you introduce Dutch apple, I think, you know, you get that crumbled topping on there. That texture clearly puts it over the top. So I think if I have to pick among the two, I would I would say apple pie. I I think I'm going to say pumpkin mm. only because I think every pumpkin pie I've had is good. And I think that at least it's like it's passable. It's like it's like sure. just what it's supposed to do. I feel like there's a margin of error for apple pies that they can be they they could be the highest of highs. Yeah. They could be really fantastic. And then you can get one where you're sort of like, this kind of sucks. Higher floor, lower ceiling. Exactly, yeah. Lower floor on the pumpkin. And a higher ceiling, lower floor for the apple. That's what I'm trying to say. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you ever do like a sli- an apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese on it? I haven't, but I'm curious. I know that that's a thing it, people like. It, I like. I was skeptical and I had it and it, it works great. It's terrific. I think I, if you I give me a choice, kind of, yeah. I'm going to take the piece of cheese over the pie. <laughs> I love well, cheese. Well, yeah, me too, sure. But <laughs> in that context, it works. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think I'd rather have a scoop of vanilla ice cream, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you're at some diner that's got a cheese pie option. Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. Else? What am I going to, I'm going to put a uh, scoop of ice cream on my sandwich? <laughs> no, that'd be that's insane. Cra- that'd be crazy. But uh, hats off to whoever thought of that. RIP to a real one, your grandma, uh, for making those two pies. Grandma two pies, we'll call her. I mean, her name was Grandma Joe, but fine. Grandma Joe. We'll update her tombstone. <laughs> do you think people do that? Like, uh, I, got yeah. a re- I got a revision for this one. Uh, it says, uh, uh, you know, loving uh, friend and, and, and father. Yeah. Uh, let's switch it up a bit. This guy sucked. Someone gets canceled. They're <laughs> going to deface Bob Hope's tombstone. Actually bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one's from John B. in space. Hi, John B. Hi, John B. Uh, this is an interesting question. What is your favorite DLC from any game and why? I have an answer. I loved the Undead Nightmare DLC for Red Dead Redemption. Mm. 
that was a big in the time where they would be like a zombie expansion for you know Call of Duty uh, and, and and games like that. And this is a zombie expansion for uh, um, for Red Dead Redemption. But I feel like it's it's all the Red Dead Redemption you want with no consequences because like your your hero meter doesn't go down for right. shooting anybody. You can just kind of go around. And it's, it's just all gunplay. So I think that's pretty satisfying. Uh, that's a good answer. My answer is comes from the days before a DLC was a, a common phrase. And my answer is because, you know, if you're going to have a, this much new content, it would have been released retail. Uh, the expansion pack, Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction, added two new classes, added a fifth act, added a new resolution which was completely like this game ran at like 640 by 480 at 800 by 600. So you had so much more screen space in this 2d engine um, added a, a whole like rune word system, uh, which completely revamped the, the, the late game. And uh, yeah, it, it rebalanced a bunch of stuff. It made it a whole new game and that wow. game would not have had the legacy it did and would not have had people in the Diablo four era still pining for Diablo two Diablo two resurrected would not have been as big as it was if not for um, that expansion. Uh, so that is my answer. Uh, Diablo two Lord of Destruction. If you if you want to be specific about something DLC, I'll have to think on that for something, something downloadable. Um, but that was that was what came to mind. I think that 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 absolutely counts because yeah. it was like it's it's it would have been DLC in the time of downloading, but it wasn't. Right. They, had, they had to put it on a physical on a physical disc. Um, this next one is from Swearwolf. Hi, Swearwolf. Oh, careful, they go to full moon. They start cussing. Oh boy, pretty tough stuff. Uh, Swearwolf writes, <laughs> as I age. I find my relationship to games and game genres change over time. How has life and or aging changed your relationship to games? Fuck. Heavy question. The end of the cozy episode. I used to not like first first person was a hard no for me mm-hmm. when I was younger. Now I sort of I see the merit and I've played and completed some first person games and I I enjoy them quite a bit. They're not my go to. Mm-hmm. I don't love them, but. Uh, you know, it's not going to turn me off uh, in the same way that it, it used to. Uh, this is a great question that makes me contemplate my own mortality um, and uh, you know, my decaying brain and body and uh, my uh, my less um, functional motor skills versus when I was a younger lad. I think this is a I think the first thing is I'm less worried about playing like every game slash slash games that are in genres that I'm generally not interested in. So, you know, there used to be a time was like, well, I should play that this big new game. And now I think I'm more like, you know what? I generally don't care about those types of games. There's a limited amount of time in the world. Maybe I don't need to worry about that. That's mitigated a little bit by having this podcast and feeling Mm -hmm. like I do need to touch on some, you know, some major stuff just for the sake of being, uh, comprehensive and 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 doing our jobs here, but for the most part, yeah, like I'm I'm much more comfortable ignoring, um, uh, you, you know, a game that I know is in a genre that I'm not super not going to respond to generally. Uh, the other thing is that I'm better at returning to games that are older, like games that came out a while back that I never got to. I'm a little bit more like, you know what, like, hey, why don't I go back and why don't I why don't I finally play that thing. Uh, and have had some great experiences with some of my favorite games that way. Uh, and 
I think the other thing is that I'm actually a lot more focused on completing games now. Mm. Like, I think I used to fall off of games a little bit more, and I think because I'm more selective in terms of what I actually play, that when I commit to something and I really am engaged with it, I will see it through to the end because I know how satisfactory that feels. So, yeah, a little bit more... A little bit more focused, a little bit more selective. Yeah, I think I think you have to be nowadays because, yeah. like, you know, we keep saying there are too many games. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also, I'll play hentai games on my main account now. <laughs> Used oh, to have a different account. He plays uh, hentai, care. hentai on main. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Who gives a shit? We're trying to impress. I have uh, all my, um, uh, like, you know, because like when you can play on like games and it's always online. Like, yeah, it, you can set your status. I'm offline across the board. Nobody needs to know when I'm doing anything. Yeah, I do a lot of invisible. I mean, that also kind of came from what I was like, there were times I was like, I'm playing and I should be at work. You yeah, know, and it's yeah. like, I, you know what? I really need to start you know, making use of this invisible status. Yes. It's, uh, let's just say it's coming handy for this show. <laughs> um, and finally, this one's from Ghost Pumpkin. Hi, Ghost Pumpkin. Hmm. Spooky name for the holiday. Yeah. What portion of a typical video game UI slash UX, would you want the most for day-to-day life? Mm. I wouldn't mind having a mini-map. Mini-map's helpful. I think that's coming. I think we're going to get a point where we're going to have a mini-map just in our field of view. Okay, I don't... I'm saying that I don't mind it. Yeah. And I don't think that I would, but I bet you... As soon as I get it, I'm gonna be like, "Get this out of here!" We're no, we're gonna get it, and we're gonna be super reliant into rely, and people are gonna like walk into like fire hydrants and light poles because they're gonna be looking at their mini map, trying to navigate to their destination yeah. uh, instead of looking at where they're actually going in the world. That I, will will certainly happen. I would like it if I if if parts of the map I haven't been mm-hmm. are red and can turn normal uh, when I walk through them. So that like way, fog of war for planet Earth. Sort of like that's fun. So I could like see like what part of the map I haven't seen. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the and and similarly like a little like you know some of the games they have like at the top of the screen like a compass yeah. like a little directional element there. That would probably also be handy and a little bit less intrusive. Yeah, and you know, I think I mean a health meter might be uh, upsetting to see. Yeah. <laughs> they used to live. Yeah, like, like, uh, I don't know about that, but maybe like a um, you know, like a piss meter. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a piss meter. I would. I was just gonna say generally, like a a stamina meter, like not like like as yeah. a contra health, like a like a from soft like stamina meter. Like, okay, how much can I exert myself before I'm going to be fatigued? Yeah. And I could be a little bit conscious of that, and that could also make me be like, oh, okay, you know, I need to sit down for a little bit. Or I need to hydrate. My stamina is getting low. I wouldn't mind the Apple, um, like the watch rings as like visual ui sure so that way i can be like okay i better stand up and maybe i'm just checking the watch less uh but i would i would include um a de- a, a hydration ring too i think the watch needs a hydration mm-hmm. ring somehow i don't know how they would get that data from my wrist uh but i i would like that just to, so i can know that i haven't drank enough water you know what i think is coming mm-hmm. i think it will be a thing that will happen is uh, names over people's like heads or like on their chests, like really? they are. I think that will happen, and I think there will also be a, like at a certain point that will ha- that will be a thing that'll be implemented, and the people will be like, I want to be able to anonymize mine, yeah, or like hide it, and then there will be a point where you'll share it with somebody else, and then they and can see and it they can see their name. But I think we'll reach a point like in the same way. People used to know people's phone numbers. That completely doesn't, like, no one has any phone numbers memorized anymore. People used to remember their friends' birthdays because of social media. That doesn't happen anymore. I think there will be a point where people will will not know 
uh, the names of their loved ones and their friends because they'll be reliant on reading it through AR. I oh think that will ultimately God. happen. I wonder what the net benefit of that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Their benefit is none. I mean, like, the the main thing is that it would stop being a thing of, like, okay, I have someone's trust uh, or I have a a level of comfort with someone because I can use their name, and it will just be sort of like, well, I just know your name because it's out there. It's public. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. Um, I I don't want that. Um, I, I don't want that at all. You know what I'd like, and I think this is a little bit tangential from the question, but... Being able to like change your like hair style like at any time to anything that would be just really like you good. look in the mirror and you could just just fucking completely fuck up your look for a day. But that then if you're like, like what if, if if you're like like you have long hair, yeah. So like, are you? Do you think you're limited to what you can do with long hair, or that like could you go from long to short? No, I think if you're ta- we're talking about video game terms, yeah. No, I can I can instantly go to a flat top and back again if uh, I want. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then yeah. So then like nobody, you don't have to be bald. No, you don't have to be. You, you could, could if be. you want to. Yeah, if you want to do that, you want to do that look. Yeah, and it's fine if you are. It's fine if you are. Um, but I guess I I would like yeah, I guess just like a piss meter. Yeah, piss meter would be good. Yeah, shit one two. <laughs> So I can know how much food I have to eat before I have to go. Um, also, maybe just equipped weapon. Yeah, if I have a weapon, I want it to be. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so, like for the name thing, you know, like uh, when uh, it's like somebody you know or like an NPC that's like sort of neutral or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like just like all everybody's sort of like one color, but then like bad guys are red. Do yeah. you think bad guys will be red in in real life too? I could see that being a thing where, like, if it's a person you've blocked in the real world mm-hmm. or have some, you know, like, that could, they could be signified. Or, like, a criminal of some Like, sort. a criminal, yeah. That way, like, you know, someone's walking toward me and I'm like, is this person chill or what? Yeah. And I see that their name's red. I'm, I'm going the other way. Here's the, here's one I think actually would be useful and, and actually, like, more, more, more realistic than the hair thing I was talking about. Like the, you know, like how you'll pause a script, the uh, a game, and you'll be able to see like a pay, like a cutout of your character model that will have like all of its armor and all of its it, like like its clothing on. Mm-hmm. You can just like see kind of what you look like in your pause screen. If you did it for you, because right now you have to, like you have to get like a full screen mirror to, yeah. mirror to check out your fit. Yeah. But if I could just like. I just want to see what I look like right now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that look combination needs a little stupid, or I'm I need one additional thing to like come pull my outfit together. What That'd about be handy? What if I could have third person view? Hey, man, now you're talking. <laughs> I'm just like I my vision is above me, and I yeah. can see myself navigating through the world. Uh, that sounds uh, psychotic. Yeah, I, I get obsessed on all the flaws on the backside of my body. I'm like, <laughs> oh, how about that? Yeah, I, now, I, don't, neck. I don't just feel like shit. I look like shit. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for writing in, everybody. Those are all great, great questions. questions. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and you, you can get in on the uh, the question block fun uh, once a month over at uh, over at discord.gg slash getplayed. I always set up a thread before we do the question block, and uh, those were some great ones. So thank you very much. And hop in the Discord. It's a nice little community, and we love to have you there. Uh, that's this week's Get Played. Our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez, Dead Air, Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, going along and debugging things for us. So so thanks so much, Alex. Uh, also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated. And over there this week, we are watching the anime companion to Cyberpunk 2077, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, that show is is rad, and you can have access to that. And then our entire backlog of episodes, uh, that is at only at patreon.com slash get played. 
Get animated at patreon.com slash get played. Boom, baby. And you know what? Nobody got played because I'm still just too cozy in my blanket. Oh, yeah. We're just snuggly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> 